Letters to Logan I just had my first son. Well, first child, really. This podcast is a compilation of letters I have written and continue to write for him to read or listen when he gets older. They are by no means all-encompassing on the subject matters they touch upon. They are meant to be jumping off points to spark longer, more in-depth conversations I hope to have with him as he grows older. Letter 1 Logan, fear can save your life, but it can also stop you from living it. Don't allow it to do the latter. Sure, fear has allowed our species to survive, like when our ancestors saw a saber-toothed tiger running toward them and they didn't stick around to pet it. But, as I find myself already repeating, fear can also keep you from experiencing some truly wonderful things in life, or in some cases, life altogether. Now, I want you to understand that fear is a perfectly normal experience, and you should not, will not, be able to avoid it. It is how we deal with fear that defines us and the lives we will end up living. Fears can be learned from your own past experiences or from the experiences of others as they relate their stories to you. Both ways can be equally misleading. For instance, if a dog bites you, this experience can lead you to develop a fear of dogs, However, not all dogs bite, and even when one does bite you, it does not mean it will do it again. If you allow this experience to instill a fear of dogs in you, you will end up missing out on some of the best friendships of your life. The expression, a man's best friend, is very well deserved. Likewise, Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, the movie Jaws, and other tales, real or fictional, of people drowning or being attacked by sharks, stingrays, or other sea creatures, have made many people deathly afraid of the ocean without so much as ever visiting one. Don't be one of those people. Take it from me, son. Having lived all my life, first in an island, and then in a peninsula, the ocean is magnificent. It can be dangerous, for sure, and you should respect these dangers during every visit. But I hope you find, as I have, that in life, It is often those things that scare us the most that post the greatest rewards. Greatness lies outside our comfort zone. By the way, I have been out in the ocean with sharks before and never been bit. Was I scared? Hell yes. Was I extra careful? I have never been so still with my movements in my life. Did I let this stop me from enjoying my time in the ocean or ever going back? That thought never crossed my mind. But your dad, too, has let fear stop him from pursuing potentially great life experiences and adventures, more often than I am proud to admit. It is for this reason, these regrets, that I write this letter to you today, with the hopes of maybe sparing you from having as many what-if regrets as I can recount for myself. There are a few things I find quite as torturing to the soul as a question that starts with, what if I had? With few exceptions, it is always better to make mistakes fall down, fail, than to never try at all, and live the rest of your life with another unanswered what-if question. When your father was young, I passed up on practicing baseball out of fear, which your grandmother fueled all too eagerly. Growing up in Cuba, baseball is king, and I, like 99.99% of Cuban kids, wanted to play. I somehow convinced your grandmother, the most fearful woman you'll ever meet, to let me sign up for practices. But the park where these practices were held was 
quite a far walk. And for as long as that walk was, longer was the list of reasons your grandmother had prepared to scare me from signing up. Most of them involving physical harm and ridicule. By the time we were a block or two away from the park, she had scared me into submission, and we turned around. What if I had not allowed these fears to deter me from pursuing this dream? Could I be another in the ever-increasing list of Cuban players in the major leagues right now? Maybe not. Actually, probably not. It's a good chance. Not a chance. But the point is that I will never know, and that feels worse than taking a fly ball to the jaw, which I ended up doing later in life anyway. I'd like to point out that this is not the reason why I'm not in the majors right now. I'm actually quite good at fielding. But that day, I had called the ball, and my friend, despite me calling the ball, decided to go for it anyways. It hit his glove, bounced off, and right into the jaw it went. Like these, there are plenty more examples, like I said before, more than I'd like to admit, that will turn this letter into a novel. Ranging from careers not pursued, like a law degree from a fear of public speaking and confrontation, to misconnections, romantic and otherwise. But to bore you with these stories of things your father never did is not the point of this letter. The point of this letter is to encourage you not to run away from fear, but to master it, avoid having too many what-if questions in life. Your aunt Natalie's dad, may he rest in peace, used to always tell me, De los cobardes no se ha escrito nada, which roughly translates into, no one's ever written about the cowards. And now, this isn't entirely true. There's been plenty written about cowards before, but usually as supporting characters, and the stories of those great men and women who haven't let fear stand in their way. Men like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who in a time when black men and women were being beaten and killed for no other reason than the color of their skin, decided to stand against injustice, stand for equal rights for all the people, no matter how different. Men like Neil Armstrong, who had the courage to get inside a metal capsule strapped to a huge rocket and get shot up into space, where he became the first man ever to walk on the moon. Women like Harriet Tubman, who escaped slavery only to risk her freedom and her life, helping others escape as well. Men like you, Logan, who will... I can't wait to find out. Love, Dad.